first episode of BJSS Energy Podcast. Uh, for each episode, we will put the spotlight on the latest market and technology trends, as well as the challenges in the energy industry. Uh, and these things could actually affect your business or even your life. I'm your host Bruce Wen, and for this episode, we are going to discuss one of the hottest topics that uh, been around uh, right now: climate change. I'm pleased to be joined by Anna Chon. Hi. Enjoy uh, Stan. Hi Anna. Hi Bruce. To discuss this uh, interesting topic. Um, first, I would like to start with um, the definition of climate change. The phrase climate change means uh, changes in climate on a global scale. That could potentially result in the rise of、uh, sea level and extreme weather events. So、um, the Earth's climate system is、uh, very complex. Our weather forecasts are not very accurate, as we can see on a daily basis.、Uh, sometimes、uh, it says it's going to rain this afternoon, but it's going to be sunny. And especially in the UK, the weather forecasts are. I know it's just、yeah. absolutely unpredictable at the moment, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. So, but you know, the mainstream media claim that we can actually predict、uh, the climate change、uh, in the next couple of years,、mm-hmm. uh, but meanwhile we cannot predict in the, tomorrow, right? This raised a lot of concerns、uh, among the com- common public. It also developed demands for new low carbon technologies、uh, as well as energy transition. Uh, from oil and gas to、uh, renewable, a lot of the consumer demands or needs must be met by the、um, energy companies. So, Anna, as you have been working in the energy sector,、uh, what are the consumers' needs look like right now? Yeah, I I think you bring a very interesting topic.、Uh, climate change is definitely on the hot spot. It's all over the news and the media at the moment. We are definitely seeing like if you don't even agree to climate change, it actually does not matter. We are seeing that our consumers here at the moment, so the consumers like you, me,、mm-hmm. and Joyce,、mm-hmm. that they really just want to play their part. They are looking for ways to how they can contribute, and they do expect it from the companies as well. So the energy industry players, the consumers here at the moment, the first thing that they're first trying to do is actually. Uh, invest in renewable energies, so they look towards the ways that they can harness energy、mm-hmm. at home. So solar panels. Do you、yeah. have solar panels? Well, I'm I planning mean, I... to buy in the future. <laughs> <Yeah> . Exactly, <It's laughs> if, the if, intent is there. Yeah, if it doesn't pollute the environment. Yeah, absolutely. So solar panels is one way, but I mean,、mm. we are in UK. There's not a lot of sunshine, so UK residents are looking at wind. Yeah.、Um, as an alternative,、mm-hmm. and they do look at the wind turbines、um, off from the sea as、mm-hmm. an alternative to actually helping the environment.、Mm-hmm. Besides the renewable energies, we are also seeing simple things like, say, the electrical vehicle、um, purchasing of an EV car, as we know it,、uh, contributing to that in terms of reducing the consumption of fuels or contributing to that. So we are seeing a increase or adoption rate on the EV market, and、mm. you can see the energy industry players are also diving into that as well. The probably the consumers' last but most important goal is actually really going off the grid. What does going off the grid really mean? It, it's sort of 
really saying, I don't want to be connected to the energy grids anymore. I want to be able to self-sustain and so, be sustainable in my model. Are you talking about microgrids that the um, consumers or customers, they have their own uh, energy generating systems like solar panels? In, yeah, uh, yeah, smart grids. Exactly that. I mean, imagine the world where we're actually producing energy ourselves from our own house and yeah. then, you know, we're selling it to the people around us as well. Mm, I think that's a very ambitious uh, goal. <laughs> it is a very <laughs> yeah, ambitious goal. I think goal. It's, it, it will be the future, though. It will be the future. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, simply put, uh, the consumers like us, the UK homes and businesses, will rely more on cleaner energy uh, generated from wind farms, solar panels, hydropower, and, and even nuclear power reactors. So, I mean, reality is that I think the energy industry should be quite afraid um, and should be quite concerned about the the public Mm. interest in this. So the consumer needs uh, and concerns are certainly driving the transformation in the energy industry. So, um, Joyce, what the uh, energy industry players are doing at the moment to respond to this um, uh, energy needs from the customer? Yes, responding to the customer concerns. The energy industry in the UK has been going through a long phase of transformation. And there are some areas that we're going to explore today, but they are only a subset of the initiative that these companies are pushing forward. Because if you look back into the past 10 to 20 years, there have been numerous campaigns, activities and policies that's being pushed forward Mm -hmm. because of climate change. Today, the three areas we're going to explore First, it's producing more green energy. Second, it's producing energy in a more efficient and effective way. And third, it's making products that have lower carbon footprint. Okay, so let's explore the first one. Uh, So uh, producing more green energy. So how do we see this um, uh, evolving? Yeah, in the sense of producing more green energy, there's a good example of BP Global. They have been working to create carbon businesses. For example, offering customers an aviation fuel, which is called BP Biojet. It is made using recycled cooking oil, which is blended with conventional jet fuel. It helps to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by more than 60% compared with conventional jet fuel. That's quite interesting. Um, I was speaking to one of the uh, BP experts actually yesterday, and then he mentioned that uh, the bio jet fuel, they Mm -hmm. are still quite um, expensive for the consumers to afford. Indeed. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's still a long way to go in this. Uh, And I think there are probably more other examples. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if we move away from the fuel uh, jet fuel areas and you actually look at electricity uh, mm-hmm. generations in actual fact in UK if you didn't know uh, we do still have six active coal uh, plants at the moment Yeah, SSE um, has just announced just this year in June that they actually will be closing one of those um, starting next year in March the one at Fiddler's Ferry at Cheshire so I, I think this is this is really a pivotal moment at the moment because the national grid actually just quoted uh, that they essentially this is the first time that fossil fuels actually produce less than half of UK's electricity the mm. first time mm. um, and this is this is very impressive uh, for us to actually see a change in where production of energy is coming from it's actually moving away from coal mm. coal plants. Um, so if you're actually ever interested, yeah. you can see it on okay. the um, on their websites as well. 
I think you can actually find the coal countdown. There's actually mm. a coal countdown at the moment, so you can actually mm. hop on their website and find that. Yeah. So I think this is very interesting. You know, if they close down the uh, fossil fuel powered stations, they are um, producing baseline energy supplies to the grid. Uh, do you know where um, they find um, compensations to uh, meet the reduced uh, baseline uh, electricity production? Yeah, so. I think I think that's a very interesting topic as to whether you know we move to mm. renewable energies, um, how reliable they'll actually become. Um, being that coal is definitely mm. one of the most reliable sources. I mean, that's not to say that the coal does switch on. Um, mm. They are testing uh, now and then in the UK government to actually turn it off to see how long we can last. Yeah, um, apart from SSE, I think another uh, big six UK utilities are still are also doing um, good things to tackle the climate change challenge. So I think Scottish Power is also doing uh, a lot of good things. I think uh, you have some knowledge in this to share. So uh, that is correct. The Scottish Power actually just last year announced that Mm -hmm. they were going to invest $5.2 over the next four years to double its renewable capacities. So essentially this is the first time a major UK energy firm has decided to completely drop fossil fuels in favour of the wind powers and the selling of its remaining gas and hydro stations. Yeah, okay. So I think uh, the UK Big Six, they are doing a lot of um, efforts on changing uh, or reshaping the energy industry in the UK to make it greener. Uh, I heard that EDF and also uh, Eon, they are doing similar things. Uh, The second initiative that you mentioned earlier, Joyce, uh, like about producing, uh, yeah, we are producing green energy, but how can we... Uh, produce them in a more efficient and more effective way. So are they are the um, energy industry players doing something in this area? Yes, Bruce. The energy industry has been focusing on reducing emissions then in their operations. If we look into the largest energy suppliers in the UK, for example, BP, mm-hmm. they have successfully lowered throughput at some of the downstream sites in Germany and increased gas being captured and exported to the liquefied natural gas facility in Angola. Also, the divestment of some of the North Sea assets are worth mentioning. You mean when they lower these throughputs, uh, they kind of save some materials or inputs by producing the same amount of outputs? Yes. As before, okay. So making the whole operation process more More efficient. efficient. Yeah, Uh, but I'm not sure about uh, lowering the uh, emission in their operations is an efficient way though because they have to invest in more Mm. uh, carbon capturing technologies Mm. or systems. So yeah, they will have to spend, I think, a lot of money uh, in their um, operations to capture the uh, carbons that they require to uh, reduce um, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's a long-term mm. investment. The money they save from streamlining the operations may compensate or uh, reach break even with the investments in uh, carbon capturing uh, technologies. Yeah, that's uh, that's. Yeah, that's, it's good to yeah. be critical. Yeah, well, that, that's yeah, interesting. But that's yeah. pessimistic. Yeah, it, it's glad that that to hear like these big major companies that 
working. They're putting a lot of efforts in tackling the uh, climate change. I think there may be some uh, smaller companies that are also uh, working on this part. Um, I think Anna, you know a few um, energy yeah, startups yeah, abso- in this absolutely. area. Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, so the company we're referring to here is KPS Energy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're actually major investors was Shell Game Changer, mm-hmm. along with the Innovate UK, Eon and Scottish Enterprise. So KPS Energy is a startup company that has actually built a twin kite system that is reliable and efficient, as what they believe. It's actually meant to deliver clean and cheap energy at Mm -hmm. a utility scale. The reason for this is because kites can actually fly higher than a wind turbine and therefore reach higher, higher winds. So the well, idea and concept of it is to put a kite up in the air and see how well it, how well it flies to produce energy. Well, that sounds like a really amazing idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it's based in Scotland yeah. um, at the moment um, and has massive supports from the UK government as well oh. as international major yeah. uh, brands as well. Sounds yeah. like something will work really well in windy Britain. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. exactly right. And I think um, it's a really amazing idea because wind turbines, they have a lot of uh, issues. Yes. Uh, for example, they are very expensive to maintain. When the wind turbine rotates, its rotor will have a lot of frictions against the gears mm-hmm. and that will cause, uh, like, potentially they can they can easily cause yeah. fractures um, in the uh, rotor itself. So mm-hmm. after six months or even a year, if the rotor is not it's been used a lot and used uh, quite frequently, they can just break or they stop functioning or give a warning to say, oh, I need to be uh, maintained or repaired. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they are really expensive and they are not that easy to uh, install. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, it's it, nice. They're massive, yeah. aren't they? They're yeah. just ginormous. Um, look, I mean, not to say this is a startup company. Mm. They, they're not quite perfect yet. I know. So they, yeah. they're still facing a lot of challenges in yeah. terms of their infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the extreme weathers that we're getting has implied from climate change. Yeah. Uh, however, this is definitely one of those companies mm. that are challenging just the traditional method of wind turbines that we know. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Tell me more. Tell me more. Are there any more uh, examples? Unfortunately, I don't have any um, right now with me, but I'm sure we can uh, have way more conversations on this. Yes, we can do in the next episode. So, um, yes, so that's really interesting to hear uh, the companies, the major companies and startups are doing a lot of things to help uh, in different ways to make energy, produce green energy uh, more efficiently and more effectively. So, apart from producing energy, some of the energy companies like BP or Shell, they do produce product like mm. uh, oil, petrol, diesel, lubricants. Mm-hmm. So are they doing anything in this space to uh, make these products with less uh, carbon footprint? Yeah, absolutely, Bruce. There is a good example of Castro. Yeah, Castro what? is the BP lubricant. Yeah, the lubricant. Right? Yeah. One of the products is called Castro Vecton. That product has been specifically formulated to meet the needs of commercial trucking industry mm-hmm. and is certified as completely carbon neutral. Wow. Yeah, that's quite an impressive product. And mm. these kind of carbon neutral products are not limited in only energy industry. It's found everywhere, automotive industry. Yeah. But we can have more discussion on that later. Yeah. This is very interesting. I wonder mm. how they make it uh, carbon neutral. Did yeah. they capture uh, all the carbon they emitted during the production process or did they just streamline the production process to make it all carbon neutral? This 
is yeah, very interesting. Absolutely. Through the whole process. Yeah. Supply chain operation. Today we've spoken a lot about the transformation happening in the energy industry driven by uh, climate change and the concerns among the consumers. Yeah. Uh, and the three main things we spoke about are uh, producing more green energy uh, and also producing those energy in a more efficient and more effective way and also producing energy-related products in a more efficient and effective way. And we heard a lot from uh, Anna and Joyce about uh, the major companies and startup companies that are working uh, a lot, uh, well, they're putting a lot of efforts on this. Thank you to Joyce and Anna for joining me today. Um, and if you want to find out a little bit more about climate change and how the companies are working ta- to tackle this challenge, you can visit bjss.com forward slash business. Please subscribe to us through your favorite podcast app by simply searching BJSS. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you.